What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and as you can tell by the title, my target to review for this edition is The Irishman. It was directed by Martin Scorsese, the guy who doesn't think that Marvel movies are cinema. <laughs> it's a whole other discussion for another day. But uh, this is indeed cinema. It's a movie. Uh, that's what they are. And I'm going to be talking about that and my thoughts on the hits and the misses, the good things, the bad things, anything in between. And I invite you to do the same thing in the comments section below. So if you are listening to this on the audio-only streams, you know, the platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and Anchor and so on and so forth, then by all means you can't leave a comment on those, but leave a, a star rating, hopefully a good one. And hop on over to the YouTube channel, and while you're there, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that already, and ring that little bell for notifications. Drop a comment below and tell me what you thought of The Irishman, which is what I'm going to be doing here, the way that I somewhat normally like to do things, but I'm actually going to change things up a little bit. Normally, what I like to do is I like to start things off with a spoiler-free, kind of quick review to tell you my overall thoughts on the movie, and then dive deeper into everything in a more spoiler kind of territory. Not quite the same for this. Uh, and that's mostly because I, I kind of feel like I don't really need to do a spoiler-free version of it and a spoiler version. I can kind of get away with this without talking spoilers actually at all, I think. And partly uh, because it's based off of a true story, so you kind of already know what sort of happens in some certain parts and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, do you really need to do a spoiler-free version of the Titanic and go, oh, it's sunk, you know, everybody knows that. But um, with this, uh, I think that I can kind of dance around some of the more spoiler sections of it and not have to, to worry about that. So there may be some you know, somewhat little spoiler things here and there, but I'm not going to really spoil all the whole, you know, oh man, you're going to ruin the whole movie for me type of thing. It's not that type of movie. I'm not explaining to you how Thanos does this and that or what happens in The Rise of Skywalker or, you know, whatever, things like that. So keep that in mind. I'm actually going to also be piggybacking off of the other review format that I have for fanboys, which is making the grade. And I'm going to use that as a bit of a backbone for the topics to talk about here. So if you like this kind of breakdown, consider checking out the other making the grade things for different movies and stuff. I, I kind of switch back and forth. Sometimes I do one movie review on the website. Sometimes I do it on the podcast. It, it kind of just depends on, I guess, a little bit of like my time and if I feel like talking about it as opposed to writing something about it. I don't know. We're diving into uh, backstage stuff, so it doesn't really matter. I, I'll save that discussion for another day. But uh, that's how I kind of want to break this down. And I want to start things off with the under the storytelling different sections, we've got story. Yeah, makes sense. And the story of this, for anybody who doesn't really know what they're getting into, which, for context, I saw it with uh, two buddies of mine, and uh, one of them very much into the mafia film sort of uh, genre, and the mafia in general and all that, but he still didn't really know exactly what this was. Another one of them knew quite a bit more about the story, but 
didn't really know all the ins and outs, and I didn't really know all the ins and outs either. We all kind of came into this with the knowledge of it's a movie about a bunch of mobsters in the 50s, 60s, whatever type of range, and one of them is involving the whole Jimmy Hoffa thing. Now, I've seen the movie Hoffa, and plenty of stories have gone around about Jimmy Hoffa, so if you know a little bit about the Jimmy Hoffa story, you kind of know where this is all heading and everything like that. It's not going to be like, well, I never expected that to happen. And this is mostly revolving around Frank Sheeran, who is a hitman for the mafia and somebody who does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, he paints houses is what they say. And um, I like the story. It's very depressing. It's the type of thing that is sort of like if you took Goodfellas and let's, let's be honest about this. This is Goodfellas. This is Casino. This is The Godfather. They're all the same. Kinda. So if you like those movies, you're probably going to like this one. Uh, for that matter, even the ones that are like not really considered quite the same, you know, like uh, uh, Black Mass and any of those kind of like uh, Donnie Brasco, you know, if it's like a mob story, you kind of know where you're going. So I thought that the story itself, it was a little lacking to be honest, like there wasn't really much going on. It was really just kind of like the adaptation of a biography. So it is lacking some uh, dramatic tension at certain points. I mean, a lot of the movies told in flashbacks, so you know that certain characters aren't going to die because they can't be there telling the story and different things. So and that's another thing. And there's not like action scenes. So that, we'll get more into that a little bit later. But like um, it's more of just a, a very slow story of like the bullet points no pun intended of the most important things that Frank Sheeran had done throughout his life I find it interesting I would rather digest this in movie form than to actually read the book because I'm not a big fan of reading it sounds really stupid to say that but reading to me is kind of like a more of a chore a lot of the time than it is anything else uh so I kind of feel like for people that enjoy reading a book about this subject, it's probably better than the movie. But for somebody like me, I'd rather watch this for three hours or so than to read the book. That going uh, into this whole thing, though, this movie's very long. And I can see a lot of people... I saw it in the theaters, and it's going to come out on Netflix. I recommend checking it out on Netflix, actually. Because you can pause it and you can come back to it another time. You can watch it in different installments. I don't feel like it's the type of movie they have to be like strapped to your chair and you go through a thrill ride the whole time. You know that that's certainly not the case. So the story itself is pretty much just this slow. I don't want to use the word meandering because it's kind of that doesn't really apply and um, I don't know. That's kind of giving the wrong impression. It's not a very engaging movie if you're not willing to just sit down and listen to the life story of a, mo a mobster. So I like the story, but it's not the most dramatic story out there. Uh, character wise, there's lots and lots of characters in here. And I'm going to tie this into the acting a little bit too, but uh, the acting is great. Like the, different people who are portraying these characters, I buy that they're, you know, characters and stuff like that. But also what throws me off a little bit is 
you have these heavy hitters like Pacino and De Niro and all that. And I I kind of don't feel like, for instance, like uh, Pacino is Jimmy Hoffa. I feel like he's Pacino. So I like Al Pacino. You know, that's really cool that he's in this movie. I don't know who I would have cast as Jimmy Hoffa. Other than that, a lot of people feel like they're just pulled right out of, uh, you know, the actual history and everything because they look like they would be this type of gangster and they look like they would be this type of person and so on and so forth. And I really like the people who he, Scorsese, had cast in this movie. And I think that they do a great job. But it is distracting. It is kind of like here and there you're kind of like, oh, Joe Pesci. Like, man, I miss Joe Pesci. And then you're like, wait, he's not supposed to be Joe Pesci. He's supposed to be Russell. So that throws me off a little bit. The characters, though, not a lot of them have a whole lot of personality to them. So that's a little bit of a downside to it. Not going to say that it's a miss, of course. It's more of a hit than anything. But outside of a couple characters, there really isn't much of a personality. And even actually the characters that are main characters, a lot of them don't have a lot of personality. Like, can you really explain to me by the end of this movie five character traits of Russell? I don't, don't think that you can. And I'm going to talk with my friends afterward. And we were saying, like, did Harvey Keitel talk, like, at all in this movie? He's really just a guy who's, like, sitting there. So that's a little bit strange, too. Even the main character, uh, you know, Frank. I don't know too much about who Frank is. He's a little on the meek side, I guess you could say. But he's a loyal guy. And uh, that's about it, you know. So it's really kind of strange that, like, there, there's not, like, bombastic characters in anything. If anything, Jimmy Hoffa is the most bombastic. But maybe that's just because it's Al Pacino. If we're talking about the tone, uh, the three modifiers for like atmosphere and stuff that I usually go with are action, comedy, and romance. Uh, action, like I said, there's no action to this movie. It's not an action movie. So, you know, when people are killed, it's just a matter of killing people. It's dramatic. It's not, it's, you know, it's not even really dramatic a lot of the times. Like I'm saying, it's just sort of, this happens. And it's not something that you should go into expecting it to be some action movie because it's just, it's not going to be. So, on the quote-unquote action side of things, it doesn't score well because it's not an action movie, so it's not supposed to. If it would have been an action movie, it would have seemed strange, so I wouldn't have liked that, you know? The uh, the romance side of the thing, that it scores low on that too because that's not a romance. Uh, it's, you know, there's... He has a wife, he has another wife, you know? There's like kind of like a creepy undertone of like... Uh, the people with Peggy, that is, I don't really like all that much. <laughs> that's kind of creepy, but I don't know if that's like an actual thing. Like Jimmy Hoffa had anything with Peggy or if that's just sort of interpreted the uh, the wrong way or something like that. But that came off creepy to me. And that's, uh, you know, a thumbs down if it's a reality too. Uh, comedy though, I laughed a lot in this movie. It's not a comedy, but there are definitely moments where I laughed, and I don't know if I was supposed to laugh, but I did, and I wasn't the only one in the theater that laughed. The audio side of things, um, the soundtrack, like the score that they had used, it, it serves its purpose of filling the background. It's nothing all that great. I'm not going to be like, you know, rushing to download any of the music from the movie or anything like that. I don't think it should really be nominated for anything, but then again... That's not the focal, uh, main focal point of anything either. The other songs that they used throughout the movie, it just was there. Nothing really hit or miss about it. 
And the uh, the visual effects are another thing to talk about. I feel like there's not much I'm really talking about with this movie, but I, I feel like there's not too much to really talk about either, which is strange. And the visual effects, I got to say, I'm, I'm down on it. Uh, Robert De Niro, that's one of the biggest criticisms I have about this movie is the time is not said. Like, they don't specifically state, like, this is 1950-whatever, 1960-whatever. And it's hard to keep track of because you are going from old, well, you're going from old Frank Sheeran, who eventually gets older, but you're going back to younger old Frank Sheeran and then young Frank Sheeran, who already looks old. Like the youngest that De Niro looks in this movie, he still looks like he's old. After seeing other movies that have done this much better, it's funny enough, the Marvel movies have pretty much been the ones that have been doing this the best. You know, they're de-aging Lawrence Fishburne or, you know, any of the other people that they've de-aged in these movies. They tend to look a lot better. And, uh, you know, this movie, it seemed like the best they could do was to take Robert De Niro and make him look like he's in his, like, 50s. Like, uh, how old is Robert De Niro right now? Let me look this up real quick. So De Niro is 76 right now. And, you know, he's pretty spry for a 76-year-old. Like, I mean, he looks he looks good. And, you know, when you see him in, like, a Joker, like, he looks good in that, whatever. He clearly doesn't look like he is, you know, 25. But now, somebody like Joe Pesci, he's 76 as well. And he, like, he looks like the lowest that they were able to get him is 60. And with De Niro, for instance, like, Joe Pesci has always looked he's always looked like uh not like rough around the edges or something like that but you can look at a movie like goodfellas and you can see that they couldn't get him to look quite like he looked in goodfellas and robert de niro you can look even further back and you could say like taxi driver robert de niro does not look like he did in taxi driver and there's a you know the part of the movie where these two characters meet and he uh russell's the character's name uh joe pesci is referring to Robert De Niro as kid. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you mean kid? The guy looks like he's like 48 or something like that. So they didn't do a good job with this. Uh, at no point could I tell what age these characters were supposed to be because it looked like when they first met that they were at least in their 40s, if not 50s. And from that point on... Anything that happened when they aged up a little bit or something, it was like, okay, well, then like two years have passed and it's supposed to be decades and everything. So that threw me off too. Uh, other characters are going from little girls, like Anna Paquin's character, Peggy. She goes from a little girl to being somebody who is Anna Paquin's age, who's like 30 something. And I'm like, well, okay, 30 something years go by and Robert De Niro went from old to older. How do I really tell what the years are and everything? So I didn't like that. Uh, Even like stuff like uh, his build, like if you ignore the face, he's built like old Robert De Niro. And there are moments in the movie where he's like just walking or he's kicking a character who's down. And you can tell that it's the way that an older man would do it. So they really kind of failed on that. I have to say that's a miss. And since that's one of the big gimmicks of the whole thing, that really hurts the movie. But did I like the movie or not? Ultimately, is the movie a hit or a miss? 
it's a weak hit. This is not the type of movie that I think should be a Best Picture winner. I could see people wanting to nominate it. But for my money, Joker's better. So maybe some people get nominated for different things. Uh, you know, maybe they toss some love towards Pesci or De Niro or Pacino or... Uh, I Ray Romano was great in this. He was really good. And I liked, uh, you know, pretty much everybody here and there. You know, there's some little pockets of some fun stuff. Um, Jim Norton playing uh, uh, Don Rickles in one scene. It was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I guess ultimately this is, it's, if you like those movies, you know, Goodfellas, Casino, The Godfather, you should watch the movie because you'll probably like it, but it is long and they didn't do as great of a job as I was hoping that they would. And if this is the big uh, swan song to everything, then, well, Goodfellas was better. So they didn't quite hit the mark. I would say watch it if you're interested. If you're not, you can kind of skip it. So those are my opinions. I want to know what you have to say about the movie, of course, in the comment section below. And if you're obviously interested in hearing more of my incredibly nasally voice, I'm sorry about my uh, sinuses. It's been awful for like a good month. And same, you can hear that same awfulness on uh, Smack Talk every single week. But if you want more specifically from Fanboys Anonymous, then stay tuned to not only the YouTube channel, but the Facebook and Twitter and the website itself or anything else that's going to be coming your way. And if you want to make sure that I have the time to do some different stuff, consider donating to the Patreon. If you have a buck, that grows uh, far, with, especially if everybody donates a buck. You know, if everybody who subscribed to the YouTube channel donated a dollar, then that would make everything go astronomically in the direction of me being able to take more time to do focus things on tons more movie stuff and tons more TV content and video game stuff and comic books and stuff like that but maybe you want to request like a specific special feature then donate to the pick your poison tier and you can request like a fan tracks for instance watch a movie and I will do a commentary track for it or if you want me to do some kind of a fan cast or a fanboys fix it or you know any kind of type of gimmick that i have or you have any other kind of suggestions of like a movie review or something you'd like me to do then uh head up the pick your poison tier and uh there's the merchandise shops so check out the t public and the red bubble shops for fanboys anonymous and at the same time if you're interested in the wrestling stuff smart out moment and even a mango tees where i do like uh some random side stuff you know a shirt that says like this shirt sucks or something like that you know, that's another way to help sponsor the channel to keep growing and the website to stay up. But even if you don't have the spare change to help on the monetary side of things and you want to help out in another way, just spread the word. Like the videos, share them around, tell your friends, spread the word, that kind of stuff. And all that stuff's greatly appreciated. So thank you for listening to the Irishman Review Point. And I will see you next time, probably with the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, but maybe something else in the meantime. I'm Actually, not entirely sure. And other content on the website, too. So, I'll see you when I see you, everybody. But for now, it's time for me to geek out.